Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Leslie Hensel. Leslie is the co-founder and co-owner of Riverbend Consulting. She solves problems for Amazon sellers and vendors. She has personally helped hundreds of third-party sellers get their Amazon accounts and ASINs back up and running after a suspension, deactivation, or block. Leslie leverages two decades as a small business consultant, advising clients on profitability and operational performance. She has been an Amazon seller for more than a decade, thanks to her two boys, age 21 and 15, who do most of the heavy lifting. Leslie doesn't see herself as a sole proprietor or a guru when she manages her team of Amazon sellers, former Amazon team members, and highly skilled consultants, but she believes that her solutions are practical, real world, and aimed at improving both operational performance and profitability. This is going to be a really interesting discussion because I love talking about marketing and I haven't had enough guests on this show to talk about Amazon. So Leslie, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So this is going to be a really great conversation. I have also been, you know, also, you know, consulting with small businesses, helping them with their digital marketing efforts. And what happens is that Amazon in and of itself is a special beast, right? But there's also so much more that goes on. There's so, there, there's so much, there's so many other skills that you can bring to the table than just bringing stuff from China and hoping, hoping that it sells. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. Oh gosh, that's a that's a difficult leading question. So I have been a seller on Amazon for more than a decade. That makes me a grandma in Amazon land, even though I'm not a grandma in the real world. I have been selling for so long that I've seen a lot of trends on the platform. And I actually started out just as a seller and then had friends and colleagues who I saw having problems on the platform, getting their accounts suspended, having their items taken down. And so back in the day, before I was a seller, I was a small business consultant. So I started applying those consulting skills, the old school consulting, to help people get back on Amazon. Um, so I've got the combination of the consultant speak that you need uh, to be successful dealing with a giant like Amazon. But then I still know how to market products and how to sell online because I still do it to this day. You know, what's interesting about these two, two skill sets is that one of them is helping, you know, like small businesses, medium sized businesses, sell their products, you know, get everything that they need, you know, in order, having the right processes and people in place, things like that. And then of course there's the channel, right? And the channel for me has always been intriguing because, you know, that is not something that you own. 
right? And like you said, you can be deactivated, you can have your stuff turned down, and it can happen from one second to the left, one second to the next, with or without warning, right? And what happens is that sometimes, you know, if people don't, uh, you know, don't really read the terms and conditions, if they don't really understand, you know, what it is that, you know, that Amazon is expecting of you or any other platform for that matter, uh, you know, the same goes for, you know, people that post on Facebook and run or want to run ads on Google, you are playing in someone else's sandbox, right? They are basic, you know, for a fee, they're giving you access, you know, to that platform, but you have to play by their rules and mind them each and every time. What would you say is probably the best piece of advice for someone who is starting out on Amazon FBA and being able to, you know, get on the platform and, you know, start making their first dollar with that. And you're absolutely right about the playing in someone else's sandbox. And you know what's interesting to me is that it applies to giant sellers and tiny sellers because there are large companies that are getting their products on Amazon for the first time. They don't understand that the rules apply to them and what the rules are. And same for the small guy. Um, but if you're getting on Amazon for the first time, whether you're an established brand or you're someone brand new looking for a side hustle, the key, the big key is finding the right product. It is finding something you can sell where you're not going to have competition on your listing or you can beat the competition on that listing. So something unique. Um, so for a big brand, it might be you have Amazon only offerings so that I, as a third party seller, can't go to the Walmart and buy the exact same product or bundle and list against you and compete or buy stuff on sale and compete and hurt your channel and have channel link leakage and all kinds of quality problems. Or if you're a private label person, you know, what can you sell that someone else isn't going to jump on and claim that they're selling the same thing? Creating that differentiation is how you have long-term sustainability. One of the things I found interesting, and this is mostly a product of my Instagram feed, to be honest, right? Because it's also full of digital marketers and, you know, uh, you know, the people that try to pump you up and yes, you can sell this, you know? So I remember seeing one video about this guy who basically said, I made $50,000 selling onion goggles, right? And onion cognitive goggles. And if you don't know what they are, they're basically goggles that you put over your eyes and they have this sort of protection, you know, that goes against your skin. So you can cut onions without crying, right? So anyone who's cut onions, you know, and didn't go through the proper things, you know, you start cutting, you know, yeah, that stuff gets to you. Right. And to think that this, you know, little piece of plastic that's marketed for one specific purpose to sit in your junk drawer. Right. And, you know, this guy, you know, whether it's true or not, you know, made fifty, hundred thousand dollars selling this one product. There is literally everything under the sun. How can you like how can you then, you know, figure out like, OK, I have a unique product because it's not just slapping a new brand on top of it, you know, you have to figure out really, uh, you know, what is the true differentiator, you know, if you want it, and it just feels like any market that you want to get involved with, like it's already crowded. Like I have a friend who sells, uh, you know, those, you know, those toy statues, you know, like, like what's in my background. Right. And, you know, he sells that kind of stuff as well. And, you know, you could just tell that, you know, he's selling it and there are 20 other guys selling the same thing at different prices. How do you differentiate on that platform? 
So specialty products are the bomb on Amazon. And so many people that I know, sellers that I've met who are successful, they have solved a problem in their own life. So as an example, I know a seller on Amazon who has a kid who has dysgraphia, which is like a dyslexia for handwriting. And so they started by building a store where they were reselling tools that you sell to parents and to therapists who are helping kids with dysgraphia. And then they developed some of their own products that were like improvements, things that were better about those products. So that's one way is you're actually developing new products, you're solving problems. And it's usually something in your own life is where you start with product development, something you know is an issue. I know another guy who does some great baseball training equipment because I bought some of it for my kid to try, right? And of course he was a baseball coach and that's why he started creating this baseball training equipment. But I, I want to tell you my, my coolest, most fun tip for how to differentiate yourself on Amazon. Uh, no matter where you live, if you're in the US or in Canada, um, there's a town nearby or you live in a town or city that has a business park. Um, I live in a small town. There are several business parks. It's like the mixed office and industrial use. So there are manufacturers in those business parks. A lot of them, they're selling only to wholesalers or they're only selling through other you know, large channels to large retailers, uh, but they're not selling online because they've never thought about it. They don't want to do it. They don't know how. You can go and find just a few of those small businesses in your area, put their products online. You'll be amazed. Even business and industrial and scientific category, you can get a decent volume of sales. You just tell them, hey, I want to make a deal. I'll create your listing detail page. I'll create a video for your product. I'll make sure we have a beautifully optimized listing. And then my your part is you're going to let me do returns. If I can't sell the product, you're going to give me your best wholesale rate. You can build a business pretty quickly that way if you find five to 10 of these businesses. Well, what a great tip. And that's not even your one big tip, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't even think of that because yeah, you know, you drive by these business parks all the time. And you don't really think about what, you know, are they on Amazon? Are they not on Amazon? You know, what kind of products do they have? You know, some of them are, at least here in South Florida, most of them actually are probably importers, right? So they're bringing in products from other countries in order to sell here because this is probably the more lucrative market for them. And what happens is that, you know, they do it with varying degrees of success because it is so hard to really open up a physical store and set it up and, and then draw people in, you know, that's a totally different game plan than, you know, selling it online and shipping it out nationally or internationally. So I really like that part. One of the things that I really like about, about your one big tip was it's very much related to how I built my digital marketing business as well. So, you know, very quickly, I started out just like, okay, I'm going to go build someone a website. Right. And you know, when you do that, you get a nice check, right? You know, let's be honest, you get a nice check. But what happens is that it, you know, that's it, you know, like then you have to go out and find the next score, right? It's almost like crack, you know, you got to, you got to get another hit. You got to get another <laughs> Then when I started figuring out that recurring subscriptions are so much easier to sell, especially when you're, you know, like when I provided the website hosting, or if I'm providing a service that uh, fills their social media you know, page and they're just paying every month. And as long as I'm fulfilling that service, they're going to pay me, you know, like that monthly bill. I found that a much easier sell, right? I found it a much easier way to make money. 
And one of the things you and I were talking about on the pre-call was how do you do monthly subscriptions on Amazon? Like I never even knew that I never even knew that you could do that. What is that about? And how does that look? So on Amazon, uh, if you go and shop on Amazon, which I know that probably everyone listening to this podcast does because they have so many millions of Prime members, you'll see that you can opt for a one-time purchase or a subscription. And then you can choose how often you want that subscription delivered. So if you're buying a supplement, for example, you might say you want it delivered every 30 days or every 60 days. So that is called subscribe and save. So if you're a seller on Amazon, you can have your product added to the subscribe and save program. And what you offer in return is you say, okay, I'm going to give a 5% discount or 7% discount. It's quite small usually um, to this subscriber every time they buy my product, but they're going to get these automatic shipments and then they can turn it off whenever they want to. But what is so magical about having subscriber uh, revenue, whether it's on my Amazon business or if it's on my consulting firm, um, it takes so much stress out of your day-to-day life. Um, and when you have that regular revenue coming in, you can really focus on other things. You can focus on how to develop the next product, how to add the next personnel, how to build the next process, or going out and killing that next big client, right? And dragging it home instead of how am I going to keep the lights on and how am I going to make payroll? So building a subscription, it doesn't necessarily mean there's no work associated with that. If you're in a service business on our service side, all of our subscription revenue is from work. We have to do work every month for that. But you know, my team loves it. It gives them uh, security and they get to know these clients and have relationships with these clients as well. So it's great for you, whether you're selling a product on Amazon or working in a service business like you and I do. So first of all, thank you for that explanation. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, like, yeah, if I buy, you know, like the laundry detergent, there's a little subscription. Like, do you want, do you want us to send you this every 30 days? That's kind of like off to the side, small print. Like it's like, it's not really pronounced like, like Amazon isn't necessarily doing that seller any favors by putting that front and center with a pop-up or anything like that. You really have to sort of search it out, right? In order to do that. So yes, I do see the utility, how some products, you know, how, how most consumable products at least would be beneficial to use something like that. But what happens though, if you don't have, you know, if the types of products that you have don't necessarily lend themselves, is it just, you know, are you able to then utilize other ways to try to, uh, to try to upsell people on, on your other items that you have in your inventory? Like, how does that work? Amazon does allow promotions that will run across a brand or across your store of items. So you can actually say, you know, buy multiple items from my catalog, get 15% off. There are all those kinds of promotions that you can add to your listings. You see a lot of those Usually around uh, Q4 and the holidays, you'll see people wanting to cross sell a lot. But what's really interesting is if you give a significant enough subscribe and save discount, Amazon will actually default the radio button to subscribe and save for the buyer and force them to purchase to switch to one-time purchase. So used to the default was one-time purchase, but if you give them enough of a discount, it'll default to subscribe and save and it, it's worth it because you are not having to pay for the acquisition of those customers anymore. So you're not having to pay for the ad 
or whatever else you are having to do to drive those people to the listing. They are just, you know, in your automatic and you would be amazed. Okay. This really shocks me. Never would have thought this until clients have told me I have clients who have subscribe and save on socks. Like you said, things like laundry detergents, t-shirts, like undershirts, anything that you wear out, anything that you use up, any consumable item, food of all kinds, but there are even toy items. So like crayons, they have on subscribe and save. There's, it's fascinating. It is worth doing the test on every product that you have on Amazon where there could possibly be a repeat buyer. So could you do that, for example, baby clothes, for example, right? If you're going to do it, but you know, with baby clothes, you have to turn, like, you're not just shipping a specific size from what, you know, the, the same size each time that you're going to increment oh. the size as they're growing. Is that something that's, uh, that's available or do you have to always stay with the same, like with the same skew each and every time when you subscribe like that? It's the exact same skew, so it won't automatically size it up. But what a great idea if you could. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> One of the things I find, uh, you know, interesting is that, um, you know, Amazon, you know, not to sound too much like an Amazon fanboy here, but they really did come up with it, you know, with an amazing model that, you know, like Prime gives you access, not just to, you know, two day free, ch- free shipping, but, you know, these 150 other things that they're giving you. Right. And, you know. One of the things I find, you know, very prevalent in my line of work, you know, as a digital marketer is that the only asset that you ever truly own is your email marketing list. Everything else, you know, like if you do a Facebook page or you have a Google My Business profile or, you know, like if you have a Twitter account, any of those can be shut down, you know, or even on Amazon, right? They can be shut down at any second. Is there a way that, you know, you can sort of, sort of siphon people off, you know, so that you can get them onto your mailing list so that you can sell them more either on the platform or off to the side. Is there any danger in that? Or does Amazon provide tools to help you manage that type of list? What does that look like? Just recently, Amazon has started adding some accessibility to brand owners. So part of being on Amazon, you could be a reseller, or you can be a brand owner or both. Um, If you're a brand owner, you have to go into brand registry and register your brand with Amazon. They are beginning to open things up to allow brand owners to reach out to a list, to reach out to some of their customers and make special offers. Now, I will tell you outside of that very specific availability that they are still in beta and have a lot of control, um, outside of that, you cannot scrape the data for your Amazon customers and reach out to them. Uh, There are people who do it. I think a lot of folks now have gotten something literally in snail mail, uh, you know, saying, hey, give me a five-star review and here's a gift card. People get emails that they're surprised to receive uh, that are not through the Amazon platform. All of that is against terms of service. Another interesting option though, for people who have their own Shopify store, um, there's a new option where Amazon will actually fulfill the orders for your Shopify store. You ship all of the inventory to an Amazon fulfillment center and you you have a checkout option that is for Prime on the, the Shopify store. It's called Buy With Prime. And in that case, you do actually own the customer list, but then you get the benefit of all the fulfillment and the customer service being done by Amazon for you. That's really interesting, you know, because really what we're talking about here, it sounds like the, you know, the mother load, the big thing that everyone should be doing 
is that they really should be thinking in terms of brands, not just looking for some other product to knock off and, you know, join the fray of the 150 other people that are doing it, but really try to figure out what your differentiator is. And even if it's selling a similar product, but just, you know, having an alternative use for it, you really can make a difference, you know, instead of just selling the same stuff that everyone else is doing, right? Oh, absolutely. And you know what's really interesting to me? So there are a lot of software tools out there that people buy, like Helium 10 is an example. Um, There's software tools where you can go put in keywords about certain products. It'll pull up all the competitive listings, the, the subcategory on Amazon. You can see how competitive it is. Another one's Jungle Scout. It'll tell you how many searches there are for those keywords every month, what people are looking for. You can look for those differentiators, but something interesting that you can also find find is you can look at the top players in certain categories and sometimes they are national brands and you look for these top players and you look at their listing detail pages and they're garbage. So the primary image is what some retail arbitrage seller took a picture in their bathroom of some product and threw it up on a page and it's got like one sentence about the product and two bullet points, if that, and that's it. Okay, so if it's a huge national brand, can you compete against that? Mm, Maybe, maybe not. But there are so many subcategories out there where the big players, the top dogs, have that kind of listing detail page. So if you get after it and you have all seven image spaces filled with beautiful images and actually use six images and the last one's a video, it's a product video and you build out a plus content or enhanced brand content, whatever you call it. But you know, when you scroll down and there's really big, pretty images and it shows your other product line and it talks about your brand. And when your images are lifestyle images, so you show your product, not kidding with dogs, babies, and hot women, and you use great keywords. You, in, you work on your keyword research all the time, make sure that you're focusing on the right things. And then you do some fun long tail keywords, especially in your ads. These strategies, they sound difficult. They can be, you can also hire people to do them for you who are really good at it, but you can have a product that is competing against something else that's up there that's selling a lot, but they don't do a great job. You can take over that spot long-term. It is totally possible. We see clients do it all the time. And you can even start getting a leg up on these big national brands um, because you're kind of running on their coattails. You know, it pops up their product first with the ugly image that you can tell that Bobby down the street took that picture. And then second in search results is you with all your gorgeous images and your beautiful keywords. So it seems daunting, but there is a lot of opportunity. You just have to find those spots where other people have not done a great job. Thank you so much for that answer. You know, um, I do have one, uh, a one last question about, about this, how prevalent are paid ads, you know, paid promotions for your products on Amazon and how important is it? Like basically what you're telling me then is, uh, you know, you have to be really good at copywriting and headline writing and item descriptions and things like that, you know, just to, you you know, to creep up those organic listings, but some people just don't have time for that, you know, so they're going to go and, you know, pay for some of those ads. What are your thoughts on the, uh, you know, going down the paid route in order to push some juice into that listing and make it better? So for a new product launch on Amazon, you have to do both. You have to optimize your listing with the great 
SEO for Amazon written listing and the great images. And then you've also got to have some pay-per-click advertising. Um, pay-per-click ad campaigns on Amazon are their own animal. They can be challenging. Now that there is so much competition on the platform, whatever you think you need to budget, double it. Uh, that's if you want to really crack the, the first couple of pages on your keywords quickly. Um, the magic of Amazon though, is they give you a honeymoon. Uh, so people argue about how long the honeymoon period is. Is it 30 days? Is it 60 days? Eh, somewhere around there. During that honeymoon period, you get outsized results for your efforts. So if you got two clicks on a listing, it treats it like you got 10. Because during the honeymoon period, if you're new and you're getting results, woohoo, you must be awesome. Uh, and it's the same with PPC. So during that launch period, you really need to have both. I do know several people, including my business partner, uh, who has a really great Amazon store. He actually turns off his sponsored brand ads this time of year because... They just don't do any good. They don't contribute. The paid search doesn't contribute to your organic ranking. And this time of year, uh, you're not getting much out of them. So you can, you can play with it. You don't necessarily have to run massive PPC over time, but to launch, you sure as heck better. Amazing. Leslie, thank you so much for sharing that. Can you please let everyone know where they can learn more about your business and how they can find you directly online? Absolutely. So you can head on over to riverbendconsulting.com. We have forms you can fill out there if you have questions, but we also get ready y'all. We have a phone number and people who actually answer the phone all day and take your questions, talk to you about your challenges, see how we can help. And then the best social platform for me personally is LinkedIn. So if you go to LinkedIn and type in Leslie Hensel, uh, you'll find me. I'd love to connect. And I post a lot of content about Amazon and e-commerce every week. Amazing. Leslie, thank you for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. And I'm really glad that I got the opportunity to, to nerd out a little bit on Amazon and why it's such a great platform for people to make money on. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.